Buddy is part lab, part husky, and he chases balls. Kirby is part fire, part bomb, spike, and lightning, and he loves to combine these in new ways to destroy his enemies. Welcome to Remember 64, where this week we gather the crystal shards. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is David Petrangelo, and I'll be your host for this adventure as I collect, play, study, and discuss the classic Nintendo 64 console with you and fellow nerdy guests. We now entered level 8, where we'll be talking about Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. Of course, check out Patreon if you want to hear this episode nice and early and all the other ones that are going to be released, as well as some new content. I am letting you know what else I've been playing and watching that is not associated with the Nintendo 64. So just check that out. That's going to be out on a weekly basis as well. And also help me shape the show going forward. Patreon.com slash Remember 64 Show. Okay, let's bust out the history books, everyone. I'm learning. It's time to head back to June 2000. On the 12th, for the first time, the world sees a limited screening of X-Men. June 13th, Samuel L. Jackson gets his name and star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. On the 18th, for sports fans, Tiger Woods wins his first ever U.S. Open by a record 15 strokes over Ernie L's. And of course, on June 26, 2000, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, hits North American shelves. Muffin is a tabby. Buddy is a retriever, and Kirby is, well, Kirby is just Kirby. Kirby's back with amazing new attack combinations in Kirby 64. Rated E. The game was developed by HAL Laboratory. It may not seem familiar when I say it just like that, but if you just think of a cartoon sleeping dog on a hay bed that pops up when you boot up games like Super Smash Bros. or Smash Bros. Melee or Pokemon Snap, all of those, same team, behind this game. Development began years before an estimate places it in the fall of 1997 as the studio started to experiment with what a Kirby game could be in 3D. Something that not only had never been done before, but this was also the team's first foray into the little pink guy's world. Initially, the idea was to make the game more free, more open, and even use the joystick as the primary control. Again, something that hadn't been done before. Throughout the work on the game, and with feedback from what's reported as, quote, young players and elementary school students, the D-pad then became the lead control scheme, and the mostly 2D plane was used in the final product. You'll hear this in just a couple moments as we talk about this real soon, but the flexibility and opportunity of the combo mechanics played a big part in developing the game. The idea was to create a wide variety of gameplay for all skill levels. While despite being released at the tail end of the N64's life cycle, Kirby 64 sold over 1.7 million units, good for 29th on the console's all-time list. Alright, let's dive into Kirby's world and chat about the game and our memories of it. Okay everybody, now of course it's 
the time to talk about the crystal shards, talk about our experience with the N64 and this awesome game. This time, another new guest. I have just had an abundance of riches over the last several weeks, if you've been hearing previous episodes. But this time, I'm joined by Chase of the PlayCube Gamecast. Chase, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. So uh, if anyone doesn't know your work, doesn't know your stuff out there, let's uh, let's tell them. Let's, uh, how can everyone find your stuff and what is it that, uh, that your, your show is out there? Hey, I'm a host of the PlayCube Gamecast. We review mostly older video games, although a few other stuff and just pretty much whatever pops in our minds at the time. Always good to sort of cover all your angles, right? (laughs) And uh, I I assume you guys are out there in all the podcast apps. Is that correct? I believe we are almost everywhere, including somebody's watch. What? That's cool. All, All these talking about old games and now people are listening to us on watches? Like back to the future or what <laughs> right we finally achieved james bond level tech <laughs> james bond. we are james bond okay um so let's uh let's talk about the n64 um as other people may have heard on other episodes if this is not their first um i like to ask guests their experience with the nintendo 64 and how they first played it what their memories were when they were younger um, so why don't you tell me, like, what was your first experience or memory with the 64 and sort of how did you grow up or get to the point where we are now with this console? Well, I truly believe the Nintendo 64 is my very first console as a child. It was something that was in my room at the time. I remember playing games such as Super Smash Brothers, the uh, Yoshi Story. Yeah, yeah. And also Kirby and the Crystal Shards. Were these ones that have always stood out to you or at the time, do you remember you had a, did you have a large library that you went through? Was it one that you sort of pick and choose? Like some people were, I I mentioned abundance of riches with, uh, with um, uh, fellow guests on the show, but some people had so many games when they were growing up. Did you have a lot or was it sort of pick and choose? Was it sort of like, gotta wait for the birthday, gotta wait for the holidays to get the games? How was your experience with the sort of rotation or the amount of games that you played? Listen, I think there was a lot of blockbuster involved because I was about seven or eight at the time. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> all about all about the rentals. So the so the weekend rentals, which I think a game like this, like Kirby sixty four, is actually uh, fits fits well with that. I think you can actually spend a really good amount of time on a weekend, sort of getting your way through this. Um, was this one that you remember playing at the time, or is this one that you got to later for Kirby sixty four? This is one I was definitely remembering playing at the time, especially that third boss with the triangles. Yeah, I remember dying a lot to that one. Yeah, I had a little bit of uh, a little bit of trouble with that even just the other day. So <laughs> I was like, Wait, this, <laughs> I was like, come on, this is so it's so different from what you experienced before you get to that point that you're kind of like thrown off. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. Hold on, this right? one's operating differently. It's it moves differently. You sort of have to pay a little bit more attention because up to that point, I feel like it's it's uh, kind of a breeze, but uh, but we'll get to that. So okay, so let's let's jump into the game itself. Let's jump into into Kirby sixty four. Let's jump into these crystal shards. Um, overall, what do you think of the game, and what do you think your impressions are today after playing um, playing through the game? I want to be honest with you. This game, I have very high favorable reviews for it. Like, the only Kirby games I remember playing is this game back when I was a kid. Just recently, Kirby's uh, The Forgotten Lands. And so coming back 
from that to this game, I'm like, oh yeah, they've always been kind of like this highest bar. And uh, did did you feel like when you when you jumped in that did did you have the muscle memory there or was it did it sort of take you a sec to kind of get your groove back? I guess. I remember sucking up enemies and tossing them at other enemies to get newer items. Oh. That's always like the best the best part. Yeah, I think um, I think that's actually a great a great place to sort of like focus on, I think with this game, because my experience with Kirby games, or at least the majority of my experience with Kirby games came from Game Boy, like the early Game Boy games. I had oh, the yeah. very, very first. And I think the third, maybe the second um, on the original Game Boy that I had in the early nineties. And I love that game. I could play it now and love it just as much as I love this one. And I was just really excited to play this like semi 3d version of Kirby and be able to have abilities that I couldn't get in that original game. Because that original game is about jumping and floating and platforming and sucking up enemies and shooting them back at other enemies. That's that's pretty much what it was. And then this one, I, I remember seeing that there was a lightsaber looking thing. I remember seeing there was this big <laughs> boomerang, like all these things that were just insanely exciting. Um, I It blows my mind how many combinations they put in here and how creative they are. Because pretty much all of them act differently. Um, are there any, oh, any yeah. particular standouts or, or ones that you are on the, I really like this and I really don't like this <laughs> uh, spectrum, <laughs> I guess. I want to be honest with you. Most of the boss passes, most of the boss battles, I would have to go back to the very first level, pick up double bombs just so I can get the IB, ICBMs going and just nuke the entire bosses every way to go. Those things are overpowered. They they got to be overpowered, right? Like, <laughs> right. I think for me, I had I had some memory of the double bombs. I had some memory of some of the abilities, like the boomerang ones, like I mentioned, and um, the fireball, Wait. like the the single fireball, where I think you just sort of shoot forward as as uh, as a Hadouken. It looks like almost, but um, <laughs> I just want to point out. Uh... The Kirby's boomerang, you're literally throwing your own face out of people. You are. <laughs> you know how freaky that is? <laughs> and what's crazy is when you get the, the the larger one, it's just like it takes up like a third of the screen and just zooms across. You can wipe out like if there were waves of enemies in this game, which I guess in some areas there might be, but if there were like four enemies, five enemies running towards you, you just chuck that boomerang, it just crushes them all. And then Kirby just turns into this little pink nubbin with feet. It almost looks like uh, <laughs> it almost looks like the guys from uh, from Among Us or something. That's kind of what he looks like, but without oh my God. without the eyeballs. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember um, I, I posted a funny video of it uh, a couple weeks ago when I first started playing the game again. But uh, the fire and electric one uh, is just absolutely hilarious because he just. He gets a sheet of paper or something like that and rubs it, <laughs> rubs it on his head and then just runs with his head on fire. And it is absolutely hilarious. You basically just become, you know, invincible or like a star in, in the Mario games. But instead of glowing and flashing, you're Kirby with your head on fire. It is hilarious. I like it, they had so much fun with this game. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So I don't know. Are there any particular ones that like you mentioned, you mentioned the double bomb and stuff. Are there any ones that maybe you think are really fun, but aren't necessarily the most effective? Cause I have a, a couple, I think. Oh yeah. There's this one where you're like, uh, bomb and stone where you throw this huge mega dynamite pack at the world. And if you're not careful, you'll damage yourself. Oh, I, I did that. I was like, oh, I remember this. I like so many times when I play, I was playing this, I go, oh, I remember this one now. And then I would, I would do that one, for example, and I would throw it, but not throw it far enough. And then I would damage myself. I'm like, ah, ah damn. <laughs> Apparently the trick was uh, you just had to duck and you put on your little hard hat because it would damage everything on the screen. Oh, if you duck. Oh, I did not do that. So I, every time I picked that up, I kind of just threw it as far as I could. So I didn't accidentally damage myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a most effective way. Another one, actually, you mentioned the rock is, um, I don't know if it's double rock or single, where he just basically turns into a walking rock Kirby. And you yeah, can like just- like a graveler. Yeah, like, gra- <laughs> he looks like a graveler. Yeah. <laughs> a Pokemon crossover. I think it's super slow, which is kind of annoying, but you can even like jump in the air and, 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 and press the ability button. And you kind of like just fall to the ground and roll a little bit. <laughs> no one can stop you. It's 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 amazing. Like there's all these little things that you can do that uh, that really get you through these levels in different ways. Because I feel like, you know, there's nothing there's nothing to say really negative about a lot of like the Mario abilities and pickups that you have, like the cape and the flower and stuff. They're all fun, right? They're all great. Yeah. But I feel like the the combination ability thing here is just on another level, don't you think? Yeah, this was truly breaking out of the box here. This was something new. This was the Nintendo 64. It might have been late in the Nintendo 64's game of the GameCube just being announced at the time. But this was still something to bring you back into it. Yeah, and like you said, you mentioned the uh, playing other Kirby games and stuff, and and I I. You know, I think a lot of ideas built off of off of this game because there's a lot of Kirby games and they do a lot of different things. But this one, I feel like stands out because of all the little creativity with the abilities and the levels. And um, yeah, I think this one's sort of like a landmark. But I, I mentioned just before we hit record, I feel like I, I don't hear this one being talked about as much as others. I'm not sure if you've experienced that as well. I mean, it's definitely getting talked about now if it's just coming out for Nintendo Switch. Yes, as of this recording, I believe it is this week or in the next couple of days um, that this will be available on the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online. And I don't know, maybe it's because we said we were going to talk about it and they thought <laughs> well, we, we got to beat them to the punch. We got to be first. But um, but this episode will be out just at the, as as that is being available for Switch. So I, I hope that the discussion around this game or at least around, you know, I, I think part of it is because the Kirby game just came out. Maybe that's why. But I think the other part is because we're talking about it. So I'm going to try and take a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, uh, and we briefly mentioned some of the boss battles and the sort of like mini boss battles in the levels. Um, those are kind of fun. I, I like, I really like how they, how they introduce sort of new challenges to the level. It's not just go from left to right and, you know, get past everybody that you can. Every once in a while you drop in on this area and it's like the, the sort of boss battle music starts. Um, 
would you would you find uh, your experience was with that in, in the latest playthrough? All right. So I remember one mini boss. It's like in a cavern area. You drop down from the roof. You have to fight this giant oversized monster. But I had to do this at least four times. Because every time I got close enough to destroy it, I would destroy it, then drop down immediately to the next level and lose the crystal shard. Oh, yeah. Damn. And you can't go back up, right? Probably because like the roof closes once you drop or something like that. I'd go back up and the crystal shard's gone. I'm just like, mother. <laughs> good old <laughs> good old uh, 90s and early 2000s uh, uh, memory technology for you there. <laughs> I mean, you need those shards, man. You need them. That's the whole point. You're getting the crystal shards. That's why you're here. Um, yeah, that's uh, damn. That's a pain in the ass. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I found um, I going through some of the games that I've been playing so far. For some, I I know I played this off and on a decent amount when I when I own this game. This is one of the ones where I went to the store and I was really excited to get it. Like I mentioned, and I I played the heck out of this game. But uh, I have this like this strange as I guess this happens a lot with people that are playing retro games, especially now around, you know, anyone that was born in in, in the 90s that is now going back to these games that they or 80s and ga- going back to games that they they played growing up. I would float my way to a certain part of a stage <laughs> or I would walk backwards at the start of a level being like I knew exactly where this thing was and I didn't even have to think about it. I don't know if that's skill or if that's just really sad, but that <laughs> was my experience at least a handful of times in this game. And I, I can't believe that's still sitting in my brain. I don't, I don't know if you had anything like that yourself. Hey, it's just pure muscle memory. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for, uh, for reassuring me then. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, the, um, the the cool part is like yeah some of, a lot of these games Mario games you know unless you're playing Metroid and Zelda games story isn't the leading reason why you're coming to these right and this game is kind of like that as well but I found and I don't know about the newest one really what the story is or anything but I found this story to be very simple but very like wholesome as well because as you go along your journey you're grabbing all not all, but some of the characters that are supposed to be your enemies and you start working together. I don't know. I found that to be great. I don't know if you, if you noticed that, but I was like, this is refreshing. This is nice. Yeah. It's like a little bit of the body snatchers with a little <laughs> bit of a star Wars at the end. Yeah. <laughs> was there, um, I, I, I do, I do wish you could play as some of the other characters like, like you, you go and you get the um, uh, the names are escaping me, but the the painter girl. Like at, at one point, you you fight against her, and her ability is like so cool because she's painting, and the paintings jump off the page, and they look like a piece of art coming to life. I, I was just like, I want to, I want to do that. That would be <laughs> awesome because um, I think it looks it looks cool too. Um, uh, what do you what do you, what do you think of N sixty four is hit and miss depending on the on the graphics and the way things look I think depending on the game but did you feel that this uh, this game held up based on on the way it looked I mean we're talking about early three D Kirby you're pretty much going from like the Game Boy yeah. Game Boy Color games jumping in straight to three D and before that the only real three D was possibly Super Mario Brothers I mean Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for Kirby, yeah, actually, you're probably right. That's probably exactly what it was. Yeah, 
So, so far, I mean, he looks round. That's perfect enough for me. <laughs> as long as he's a little bit rotund, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be very colorful. It's supposed to be very playful and all that, which is awesome. Um, I think they really find a cool way of doing that. And, and I think that the look of it, um, kind of changes as the levels go on. Cause you'll be in like the castle, for example, and you'll go inside the tone and the music changes, the lighting changes. And I was like, this is pretty sweet, man. They really pulled this off. And and some of that music, I was kind of bopping my head to going, all right, just like I was finding those muscle memories secrets that you reassured me about. I also found myself doing that just with the sound effects and the music. I was like, oh, boop, 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 boop. you know, I was just sort of sitting there to myself having, having a little uh, dance party, but uh, um, let, let's, let's go, uh, let's go more broadly, but what, what is your favorite part of this game? Is it the abilities? Is it the way that they play? Is it just the way it looks? Is it everything together? Like what, when you think of this game, what stands out if you're going to do like an elevator pitch to someone who wants to play this on switch online uh, in the next, you know, several weeks or months. All right. Darth Kirby. That's it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know that hasn't played it. I mean, let's be real. If you get the cutter combination, the one that gives you the face boomerang that scares half the people here, and you combine it with the electric power, then boom, double Darth Maul style lifesavers. <laughs> and it works just like you think it's going to work too, you know? Like it has like this feel where he swings it a certain way and you kind of have to, it's not like, I don't think necessarily that this is like this area where where the enemies can sort of defeat you necessarily because you're swinging it the wrong way but it just he kind of flows like darth maul too right he kind of swings it around and he and he whips it around it's like this guy this guy's a jedi slash sith and it's a pink ball you know it's (laughs) awesome (laughs) i think if someone hasn't played a kirby game and they're looking for something that's still a platformer and still you know a little bit different i guess i i think there's enough here that there's like there's variety right and in some ways there's replayability because you could actually go back to a stage that you immediately beat play it again and pick up different combinations and see how that works for you right um yeah plus some of the puzzles like the colored blocks you have to break through yeah i never thought even know about those yeah until until you do it accidentally sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. There's like some of these like walls or or barriers or, you know, things like that where it's a certain color and then that color might not be available in that level, that color combination. So you have to go to a different level before or after. And then you can backtrack and do that again with that ability to get that shard. And I think that's that's awesome. I think that's so awesome that they allow you to not only contain your experience just within that stage but to actually carry them over to other ones you know like you're not you're not starting and stopping within this 10 or 15 minute experience you can you can carry that over if you if you do well enough you can carry that over through multiple levels and unlock multiple things because you know you've got the hang of the of the darth maul lightsaber you know (laughs) that's that's sweet if you're really flowing with that lightsaber just carry it forward man just keep going other levels You know what I wish did carry over? My actual lives. Because every time I would restart the game, I'd be back down to two. Oh, really? I did not even... Oh, man, that is... Man, you got you got a lot of uh, memory problems with, with your game. It was just like it kept, it kept wanting to 
start you back from scratch, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Just did not want to want to get you to progress. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's easy to survive, but still, I had fourteen lives. Oh. That's a that's a lot, man. It, t- it doesn't take nothing to get those, you know, like you got to get all those little stars. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is the game is not super difficult. I would say that it's pretty accessible for people. I think that that is I think that's a selling point, too, don't you? Yeah. Like the levels themselves, you can just walk right through. But it's the bosses themselves that take a lot more effort. Yeah. It sort of really changes things up and sometimes forces you to use um different abilities and combinations and stuff like it might you might have a breeze going through with the lightsaber for example or the boomerang or any of the fire abilities but then once you get to the to the boss or even sometimes the mini bosses that are in the middle of some levels like you kind of have to use it differently or use a different combination of stuff in order to sort of defeat them which i don't know i i just think the variety in this is what really sells it i think one of my favorite moments was the uh runaway minecart with kirby and waddle d Yes, that was so good. That's such a, you're doing something you haven't done before, right? In this game. And you've already had a lot of different experiences through it. And it's just. I think we missed about the final boss. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Go for it. What, 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 what are your thoughts on it? All right. So you literally have to collect all the crystal shards. Otherwise your first final boss would be the, uh, what was it? Like the floating globe for you? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, that's exactly what it was. You can't go in there with any abilities because you can only attack it with that one certain ability. Yeah. And I swear to God, spent like eight tries just trying to defeat this thing. Which, which is a big change from like we were just saying with some of the levels where you can kind of breeze through some of them. And then all of a sudden this, I, same thing. I think it must've taken me at least five to eight times to kind of get through it because of that. It's it's a little bit frustrating based on everything else that you've experienced going forward, but um, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's, it's interesting enough. I, I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I don't love yeah. it like like the rest of the game, but I don't hate it either. It's a certain level of challenging where you're like, there's one ability on there that I cannot escape for the life of me, but I'm just like, I just want to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up getting through it then? I assume. Yeah. Then you move on to the second final boss, where if you collect all the crystal shards, which was a pain in the ass, I had to break out the walkthrough at least five times per level. Mm-hmm. It, it can be tricky. It can like I th- I think the the fighting through the enemies in in the game can be fairly easy, but yeah, finding some of the hidden shards, um, it, it's hard to keep track of where you may have seen a wall that you couldn't get through or something. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, that's kind of, I guess that's a little bit of an old school way of, of having it where you sort of have to have a little notepad beside you and say, Oh, in world three level two, that's where this thing is. And I need to backtrack with a blue ability or a green ability. And um, it's a little bit frustrating, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, but you had the guide with you. So you're able to get them all or, or get most of them. Yeah. Soon. yeah. Because that final boss, you team up with the uh, fairy girl. Mm-hmm. the crystal shards and you shoot crystals at a floating winged eye with a halo <laughs> because you know it's not a kirby game without at least fighting and killing a god at least once <laughs> i know right it's always these kirby games have such random enemies and and crazy i feel like there's another one that has a giant eyeball or something maybe maybe i'm thinking of the tree or something which is another boss that you fight 
But uh, yeah, that's right. It's like, it has to be some sort of like crazy floating god that you have to defeat. And this poor ball is somehow responsible for saving the universe. <laughs> and it's like, nobody has names here, but it's when you find out online, it's called Zero Two. I'm like, all right, so where's the original Zero? <laughs> this, is the, this is the sequel. This is the 2.0 edition. Where's the original one? <laughs> but after you blast away and deflate the eye of doom of... This is like a biblical design of an angel where it's like giant eyes and wings and halos. And you're just like, be not afraid. Because if you saw that in real life, you'd be freaking the fuck out. (laughs) You would not be having a good time. Like the second you defeat that final boss, you get this nice scene from like Star Wars and New Hope where you have all four of the heroes walking down. Everybody's getting a medal. The fairy girl kisses Kirby and he just flips out. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's nice man I, I i like it i i think i think that um you know story aside which is you know obviously just an excuse to defeat enemies and stuff but uh i think other other than that which i don't even think is a negative necessarily like i i just overall was really happy that this was one of the games that i got to replay you know like one of the reasons why i wanted to do this show in the first place was to go back and be like you know what i remember just dying to get this game, dying to play this game. And I'm glad that the vast, vast majority of this, in my opinion, held up and is still super creative and super fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kirby 64, man. It's it's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is definitely worth the $45 I spent. This is definitely... I mean, they're, they're, they're bolstering that N64 lineup. And this one, I, I think people should really check out if they have it. Um, you know, they have a lot of really great games on there already, but I think this one should be towards the top of people's list if they want like an easygoing pick up and play type of, you know, platforming game. It doesn't have to be Mario. It doesn't have to be Zelda. I mean, I love me some Banjo-Kazooie and Zelda games, but like you want something <laughs> a, a little bit more lighthearted. You want something a little bit easier, a little bit, you know, pick up and play in the car or while you're away for a long weekend or something like I think this is the one that could do that for people and and especially for kids too, right? Like I think we played this as kids and I think this is great for kids. Absolutely. Like this is, has to be at the top of the list for those. Oh yeah, perfectly. Like this is an E for everyone type of game, you know? Yes, it really is. Like from start to finish, like the way it looks, the way it plays, the sound, the music, the the um, the characters working together to sort of defeat the day and, you know... <laughs> All right, man. Um, thank you for being on the show. And uh, for anyone who hasn't played Kirby 64 yet and you made it this far, go get it if you have a Switch. And if you have an N64, this is a must play for sure. It gets thumbs up from myself and from Chase. Thank you to everyone for joining me. And thank you to Chase for joining me for level eight of the podcast. As I mentioned off the top, patreon.com slash remember64show is where you can help me shape the show going forward by picking what we may play next. Also, if you are hearing this when it is released in uh, late May of 2022, of course, all of these episodes won't necessarily be dated, but 
fun things are coming up on the show. So just a heads up, we're going to have some new and great things happening over the course of the next several months. And of course, you can always email me at remember64show at gmail.com and find more videos, photos, and other fun collecting shenanigans on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and where the cool kids are on TikTok. All of these are at remember64show. Until next time, stay pixelated, my friends. (laughs) 